0: what's up everybody welcome to episode 161 of command this hey no live stream tonight but we're previewing the eagles game tonight prime time monday night historically we don't do that well we got we're bringing in one of the best to talk about it on deck we got our man jimmy from the philly voice coming up next on command this stay tuned (laughs) Man of the hour, Jimmy, 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 thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate your time this evening.
1: Yeah, no problem. If you hear any, like, radar detectors <laughs> or uh, turn signals, I'm on the road. So <laughs>
0: that, right. That's okay, that's okay.
1: Actually, hey, where, where, where is, what state down there is, uh, where? like, if you get a radar detector, they basically throw you in prison for 20 years? Oh
0: uh, No, that, it's illegal here in Kentucky. You can't have it in Maryland. I think you can have it in Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, it, it, I haven't lived in Virginia a long time. I, I yeah, I know you can't have it in Maryland, but I think I don't Virginia, think they
2: throw you, you in jail here though. But they definitely didn't. no. <laughs> I think
0: one of these states that used to be really bad because I, uh, I, I can't remember. Like I mean, right. it was like real bad.
2: You have week? a joint though; they put you in there for four years down here. You ain't much wrong with this stuff.
0: <laughs> Maryland just voted to legalize it, so we're. <laughs> I'm
2: moving to Maryland. <laughs> oh, did they? Okay, week three, I had it.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: On my way down there, so I didn't know if it was Maryland. I thought it was Virginia that you couldn't have it, but
0: the the radar detector. Yeah, y- you could be right. I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know. You know what? I'll get back to you. It could be Virginia. Virginia is weird <laughs> on a lot of things, man. A lot of a lot of crazy things. You can get some things just by living and breathing, and other things they make it impossible. So that's right. Who knows? <laughs> but here we are. We're at week eight in the NFL season. Uh, Eagles are eight and zero. Commanders are uh, not doing as well uh unfortunately we're, we're sitting at 4 and 5 here in the NFCe bottom of the NFC East NFC East is on a roll um but jimmy uh just starting off um from your perspective um who are who who are the 2022 eagles in a nutshell like what's their identity who are they trying to be this year
1: yeah that's a good question because um i don't know that i could really identify Exactly what their identity is because they've won their games in a wide variety of ways. Felt so like I think almost maybe their identity is that they can kind of be like a chameleon, in that uh, they, I mean they, they've they've won games by sort of just pounding teams out, like in the second in the second half with a run game. They shredded the Vikings uh, with like in their zone defense through the air. They won an ugly ro- uh, rain and wind game at home against the Jaguars. They beat, of course, the Commanders week three by sacking Carson Wentz nine times. So they've kind of uh, put together this eight game, you know, undefeated streak, uh, sort of in a wide variety. I don't know that you could really put your finger on, you know, exactly what they sort of like, what their sort of MO is, which I think is actually kind of what makes them as dangerous as they are.
0: Right, makes it hard to predict what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the inverse, I would say the Commanders. We have we our identity. We think is going to be our our defense. It's tend not to be our defense, but mm-hmm. we have zero identity on offense. That offense, <laughs> you, just second, you think they're starting to do something, they completely do the opposite. And Scott Turner's like, it just you throw your hands up. You're like, what do what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Um, but you guys are eight. No, I mean your identity right now is winning. It's 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 plain and simple. It's winning, and it's. They've done a good job winning. People were sleeping on the Eagles, you know, coming out the gate, starting off, and and you guys have – you've played the part. <laughs> the season's halfway over technically, and you haven't lost the game. Uh, you, you played some – some of the same teams we played, and you beat them. Uh, you, like you said, you talked about the Vikings game. You guys took it to the Cowboys. Um, that you've, So you've had two NFC East games. Um, you have you had the Giants twice at the end of the year, just like we do, and uh, the Cowboys again. So it should be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, from an outsider's perspective, <laughs> all things being equal, I'm talking football. I'm talking non football business side, name brand changing, you, you know, the deal. What's your opinion on the commanders? And it's still weird to say commanders, but I'm still saying it.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I kind of feel like they're the team that as long as they have that owner around, you don't really have to worry about them. (laughs) Like you're (laughs) another team in the, in the same division as them. Like, you know, they'll win a division here and there, but I mean, the track record of the team since that guy bought the team obviously has been horrendous. And it appears that a lot of the high level decisions, um, I mean, we all know like the craziness that has happened off the field, but um, it seems like some of the high level decisions are being made or extremely influenced uh, by the owner. I guess it was revealed recently that I mean, when they traded for Carson Wentz, for example, that just made no sense to me, like whatsoever. And then when it was sort of revealed that, uh, yeah, it was uh, Dan Snyder who wanted him. I was like, oh, OK, well, that makes sense because none of the football people would have wanted to make that trade, obviously. So, um, yeah, he, I mean, he that's was going to get cut in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, Carson was going to get cut either way.
1: Yeah, we, so- we made
0: the trade for him. I think he was.
1: Yeah, I don't wow. know that they were really bidding against anyone else. A lot of bad uh, Ourselves. I bet, they, I bet they were. Certainly they didn't need to pony up as much as they did right. to get them. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, uh, the funny part is you mentioned the off-field stuff and the owner and kind of late-breaking news. Um, it, it's no secret, you know, our our starting running back, Brian Robinson, rookie out of Alabama, got shot in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, missed a couple games. Um the team, uh, the, the D.C. Attorney General just released that there's a huge statement coming out tomorrow regarding the commanders. We don't know what that is. So the team and in their infinite wisdom and no one believes it's the it's the new regime. We believe this is coming from on high, like the highest of the high. The The press release response to that, they said, why basically why is D.C. worried about us when you have one of our players get shot in the middle of the street in broad daylight? It's like. You can't read the room, seriously? Like Yeah, you, you, man. It was like,
2: nah, it's not the time, bro.
0: That has nothing to do with you guys mismanaging the team over the past couple of years, because they're probably about to drop some federal charges for some other stuff, and you know, revenue mismanagement, sliding revenue from music and 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 uh, non football event sales, or excuse me, game sales over to non event sales.
2: Yeah, it, it, yeah. Kind of stuff. What if the the thing they announce is that they're building a new stadium in DC, and it's none of that shit. Well, then they got us all. I'm I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: but, Jimmy, getting back to the Eagles in, in, in football. So you guys are 8-0. And l- let's talk Jalen Hurts real quick. Um, is Jalen Hurts the real deal? And I only ask that because it, I I'm a, I like Jalen Hurts. A lot of people don't like Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. Looking at his numbers from last year and then looking at his numbers from this year, I'm specifically looking at um, his accuracy numbers so last year he threw for 61 percent, 61.3 and so Mm -hmm. far this year he's sitting about 68.2 but the crazy thing is it's a it's a kind of a weird tangent is that the amount of rushing yards comparatively from last year to this year is significantly down and I think that's I don't know you can tell me if I'm wrong or not but I feel like that's him maturing as a professional NFL quarterback what do you think about that
1: yeah so I had my you know, questions about Jalen Hurts and, you know, heading into this season, I thought that there were a number of things that he needed to improve drastically. Number one being his accuracy, as you mentioned, and, you know, other things like pre-snap reads and such. Um, He had a problem with just always looking to the right side of the field, did not like throwing over the middle. He liked to stay, you know, sort of outside the hash marks. So, you know, all throughout training camp, there were a number of things that I was looking for, you know, improvement from him. And I thought that he was going to be better this year based on what I saw uh, in training camp. I thought he improved in a lot of areas. I did not expect him to be as good as he has been uh, through the first eight games. I mean, he is playing like an MVP level player right now.
2: He also has a lot more talent there too.
1: Yeah, certainly the, uh, the addition of uh, AJ Brown was kind of a big deal, um, Mm -hmm. Of course, they added Devonte Smith in, in yeah. the first round uh, a year yeah. ago. So yeah. you look at like a team that has historically had horrendous uh, wide receivers, they have that figured out now, and they have you know one of the best uh, tight ends in the NFL as well. So you got the, those three guys in AJ Brown and Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard, and they've been phenomenal targets for Hertz all year so far this year. But Hertz's progression from what he was previously to, to what he is now as a passer, uh, has, has he's grown by leaps and bounds, and the point that you're making about him and uh, the rushing yards is, is dead on. Like early in the season, actually, I would say he was running the ball quite a bit. Like he was over double digit rushes typically through the first, I think, like five games or so. Uh, he was averaging around 12 to 14 rushes per game. Over the last three, the, those number of rushes have come down substantially. And, you know, granted, we're, we're talking about games against, um, Texans, the Steelers, and I guess the Cowboys were before that. So, um, you know, two of those games were obviously against, uh, you know, pretty crappy opponents. Uh, but, you know, he, he has sort of um, won from the pocket more often and uh, more recently than, than he did earlier in the season. And I do think that's a sign of, of growth and maturity. You look at, like, his yards per carry, which are way down compared to, like, a year ago. He's at, like, three points something. I think that's a little misleading uh, because – there's a lot of QB sneaks in there. And then Mm -hmm. there's actually like quite a few kneel downs in there as well. So like, uh, I think he's every bit the runner that he has always been, but he's just grown as a passer and, you know, made himself all the more difficult to defend.
0: Yeah. He's looking at his rushing numbers this year, 88 rushes for 326 yards, still has six touchdowns, which is, which is very important, but he's only averaging 3.7 yards per attempt as opposed to 5.6 last year, just like you said, but, uh, those those rushing touchdowns are huge because in the, in the red zone you don't you don't know what he's gonna do it's just another option on the table and right. I really wish Devontae Smith would would stay consistent because I have him on three of my fantasy teams, and it just seems up and down, up and down, up and down. Don't get guys. consistent against us, no. though,
2: Sunday. <laughs> right.
0: Not on Sunday. And it, it, So in the offseason, you know, we had the debate around here. We signed Terry McLaurin to a big deal, but A.J. Brown seemed to be, I think, the second or third receiver who kind of set the market coming into Philadelphia. Have he, Has he lived up to his, his big offseason contract after coming from uh, Tennessee up to Philadelphia so far?
1: Yeah, he's been uh, everything as advertised. I mean, you could see right away in training camp, it's like, okay, this guy is better than, you know, anyone that I've seen in, in training camp. Waylon in, in like
0: Rager, ever. Nelson Aguilar, those other <laughs> first round picks in the
1: past. Yeah, I mean, like, there, Deshaun Jackson in his heyday, you could look at him in training camp and be like, wow, that guy's impressive. Uh, but this guy is on a different level in terms of just the different variety of ways that he can beat you. I think people have always thought of him. I certainly always thought of him before he joined the Eagles as a guy that, you know, would catch uh, balls over the middle of the field, uh, in the um, you know short areas of the field, and and was a, a monster in terms of getting yards after the catch. Um, but he has uh, shown actually over the course of his career, but I, but especially this year, being a deep threat down the field, where he's caught a lot of bombs down the field from uh, from Jalen Hurts. He's, he had, I think he had like one touchdown the first five or so games of the season. And he's had five uh, over the last uh, three, I think, three games. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's really started to catch fire in terms of being able to get, get into the end zone. But, yeah, he's been everything is advertised. I mean, he's, he's the best receiver that, that the Eagles have had since Terrell Owens. And they only had him for, you know, a, a little over a year. Um, so yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a huge addition that, that Howie Rosen was able to pull off uh, during the draft, and uh, like like we mentioned before, he's been a big reason for the advancement of uh, of Jalen Hurts this season.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. That, that's that's good, good. Uh good perspective you know we like Terry McLaurin up here and we debated in the offseason if if he was worth the big deal we got because it's always Mr. One-Upper when it comes to contracts and you know Dev and I kind of argue that he's the highest paid non-pro bowl non-all pro wide receiver out there but from Uh, from your perspective how do you guys view Terry McLaurin do you do you think he's as good as a lot of our fans think he is
1: yeah so I remember back um you know, before they had anything else, <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, you know, I, I write like, you know, five matchups to watch or whatever, whenever the Eagles play whoever. And, um, you know, I, I had a little, I, I drew, I, I had like, you know, I, I do those, those dumb stick figures. Yes.
0: You know, love love them.
1: And I had one of Terry McLaurin just waving. Like, it was like, okay, Jim Schwartz, um, this is the guy you need to stop right here. So he's number 17. He's waving at you. Don't worry about anyone else. Just make sure that guy doesn't beat you. And sure yeah. enough, like Terry McLaurin's had some huge games against yeah. the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, he, he's a guy that uh, is obviously uh, one of the best. I I'd put him, you know, probably in the ballpark of, of the top ten receiver in the NFL. I think he's awesome. Hasn't had the um, the luxury of playing with, um, you know, a very good quarterback yet in right. his career. And uh, that's unfortunate for him. But, yeah, he's, he's pretty much – I mean he's clearly the best offensive player on on the team, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean he, he's obviously a great player and uh big reason for, you know, their win obviously against uh, against the Colts with the play that he made down the field and uh yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for his game for sure.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And, and what is your guys take on Taylor Heineke? now? You guys you guys have seen him last year uh and now you've seen him not not this year uh but you're about to see him Monday night. How do you how do you view Taylor Heineke? Because I, I want to see how we compare opinions of uh, we call him you know Mister Boxy down here. He's three and one, three and one in this, you know, in his relief of Carson. But it's not a it's not a good three and one. It's more like an ugly three and one. Like I still feel kind of dirty after winning three and one. But yeah,
1: so uh, you know I think a um, thing that reporters try to do when somebody's when they're asked about a player on a team they don't cover, they'll find something nice to say. Uh, I'm not that guy. I don't yeah, think that that's like okay. To, to me, he's, uh, he's short, he's got a weak arm, and, uh, you know, he can move around a little bit, but he's not Lamar Jackson in terms of speed, and he's not, um, you know, Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts in terms of being able to run through contact. So, you know, as, yep. a, as, a, as a mobile quarterback, I don't find him all that impressive, really. He can get out of trouble and make plays. He seems to have a lot of support from his teammates. His teammates certainly seem to like him. They seem to play better, maybe, uh, when he's... I mean, they, they, he certainly sparked that team, um, taking over for Carson Wentz after he broke his finger. So I think there's something to that, and uh, I'm sure he's got some kind of leadership skills, but the reality is he's just not that all that talented of a, of a quarterback. If, when you, if he's your starter, you're obviously going to look to upgrade on that guy. Um so yeah, I mean it's uh he's a backup and that's just kind of what he is. He's fine as a backup, I guess. But he's a backup and he's a backup for a reason. It's because he just doesn't have uh, ideal traits.
0: Yeah, that's that's spot on. That's exactly how most of us feel in this fan base. There is something we call like the Heineken hive down here, who just, you know, they, they just worship him and think he's the best thing since sliced bread. But most of us are about the same par with you. Yeah, he's a backup, he's a good backup, and we're happy he's our backup. But you're gonna get these ups and downs, you're gonna get these highs and lows. The goods are goods, but the bads are really bad, and they tend to be those back breaking interceptions uh, like the one he threw last week against the Vikings, which we had a chance to win. Uh, but that that interception off his back foot just just kind of crippled us and it uh, didn't go so well. But yeah, you, you were spot on. I I agree with you. Um that that's that's what he is on this team. Um just trying to get your take on on Carson Wentz. Like what is your opinion on Carson Wentz as not necessarily the uh, the drama and all that stuff but just from a playmaking ability how do you feel They his departure from from philadelphia and, and and on to indianapolis and then getting the news that he was coming back to washington like what's just quick synopsis how did that how did it all process for you
1: uh obviously he was the best player in the nfl i think in 2017 yep injury uh killed him i didn't i didn't think he was the same player when he came back in 2018 uh and i I don't think he was the same player in 2019 either when he had uh you know a full year removed from from that injury or whatever. Um 2020 complete disaster and uh gets traded to Indianapolis. Thought he was better there than he than he had shown um in his final year at Philadelphia and then you know they they tired of him. I think we've sort of seen Jim Ursay have a quick hook with uh yeah. with his guys. <laughs> yeah. So uh I don't know. Maybe it was a little overreaction for them to get rid of Carson Wentz as quickly as they did, seeing as how that, how, how I mean, the craziness that's going on there right now. Um, but I think that Carson Wentz is a very easy player to evaluate at this point in his career. He's got a big arm. He's not quite as he's not quite the mobile guy that he was at one point in his career, and he just doesn't change the bad parts of his game. He, he's just very stubborn in terms of taking coaching and not getting better at the parts of his game that that need to improve. And the one thing that just was um, just vexing to me about his game was his pocket presence is just flat-out horrendous. <laughs> and, like, he's been – what he did against the Eagles in that game, I actually said, like, this is something you should watch out for yeah. um, as pass rushers is – players will run by him like they'll they'll run around the edge and the offensive tackle will do a good job just letting the the you know edge rusher take himself out of the play by running behind him and all you got to do is keep coming at him from behind and he will eventually retreat into a forced fumble because he just feels it's almost like a player runs by him and when seems to think that that player no longer exists on the face of the earth I'm like they'll keep trying to come after him, they knock the ball out. He did that repeatedly throughout the 2020 season, just holds on to the ball way too long, uh, tries to make plays that he could make in 2017, but has not been able to make since then. Like, do you remember the game? It was actually against Washington where they had him corralled in the pocket, and he got out of the he, like, he sort of broke out of the grasp of like three different defenders. And then he ran for a first down for, like, 15 yards or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was that that kind of play that made him awesome that year. But I think it also skewed what he thought he was able to do in his career going forward after he was, you know, sort of no longer the Superman that he was that year. Right. And he just hasn't been able to adapt to the player that he is now. And Man, you
2: sound like you sound like me when I go to the gym. I'm like, if I hit that first shot, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, I'm back. And next thing you know, I'm pulling everything, trying to recreate that moment.
1: That's, that's right. I
2: get what you're saying. Yeah. So he's a guy that he's got like top half of the league
1: talent, in my opinion. He's got a he's got a cannon for an arm. Um, but I mean, he just he just it's he just has something in his he's. For, and it's, he's a smart guy like at North Dakota State he came out he had like a 4.0 GPA his wonderlick score was super high yep. but uh, he's just got something in him that doesn't allow him to take coaching and understand that maybe other people have a good perspective on what will make him better not necessarily what he thinks is best for him and you know what uh you know, what, what he, what, essentially what he thinks is the best way to, to sort of play football in the NFL at this stage of his career. And he's, he's just very stubborn about it. And I think we've seen um, the results both in, in Philadelphia the last year there, in Indianapolis, and, uh, you know, before he got hurt this year.
0: It's 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 funny that you say that because we're trying to debate if we should keep him or not. So we have we can cut him this offseason with zero guaranteed money, right. zero in the cap. And I feel like you still need. Well, I'm wondering if we still need to continue to play him to see if he's that guy in air quotes. You know, for the, for the foreseeable future, because we could essentially have him under contract for two more years, or we have Sam Howell. You know, fifth round draft pick out of UNC, who was who yep. was a first round talent the year prior. Or Taylor Heineke. So we don't know what to do. But I feel we have to figure out if it's Sam Howell or, or Carson Wentz. We know how Taylor Heineke's story ends. It's Rudy. It's a great story. Yay, it's fun. But it's not going to get you anywhere. So we have some evaluation to do. And I don't know if Carson's down in that equation or not, especially after how you just described you know, his, his mantra and his, what we can expect from him. Because we've seen that so far in his first f- four starts. I feel, I
2: feel like it's incomplete, though, because the line is so shitty. Right. Well, I, I mean, they're, they're so – I mean, like when we played you guys, we were talking about when we were out. Uh, we played you guys the first game. I think we had four starting offensive linemen out, three out for the season at that point. Uh, we're on IR. So I'm like, man, how can you evaluate that against the Eagles, man? They're going to sack a good line a few times. What do you think when you're out there with JV guys, you know, blocking? Uh, it's kind of hard. And the two games before that lineman went out, this was putting up 300 yards. So it's always it's all like you said, it's always a mixed bag, right? You can you can still see I feel like some of him is kind of Jeff George or Jay Cutler. Like some of him is in there, man. Some of Jeff George and Jay Cutler is in there and wins, dog. That big crazy arm, but you just don't know why aren't you good.
1: Yeah, I think uh in that game in particular when they sacked him nine times. A lot of that was on him, but you're yeah, right. right. The offensive line played <laughs> back, too. Like, so. like, Rulier was out. I know that. I think um, – All of them were out, bro. Um, every one of them were out except for, except for Leno. Leno, well, Le- Lino, Leno and
2: uh, and Norwal, I think, have started every game so far, right? <laughs> oh, my bad. Norwal. I Norwell. forgot that guy. I forgot that guy. You're right. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. He got the Glyph Award for that game, right? Is that why I invented it? Well, Norwal – Norwell got wrecked
1: in that game by yeah. uh, by Javon Hargrave. He did. Um, yeah, it was just a bad performance across the board. But you're right; like the offensive line has didn't do Carson once any favors. And uh, that's, that's certainly- what I'm saying. Like
2: you think about you think about who Carson played. He played you guys in Dallas, and you know at the <laughs> right. it, you know I mean Heineke's playing the Bears. Green Bay's <laughs> terrible, honestly. Yeah. Green Bay's I mean, terrible. Was- and who, Indianapolis, they're terrible. So in Minnesota is not the pass rush that the Eagles and Cowboys have. That's that's I mean I'm clinging on to something. You know what I'm saying? I mean you got the Eagles are clearly better than Washington. It, 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 uh, Ray Charles can see that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but I feel like these rival games, they can go any way. They yeah. can go any way. And I, I'm like, man, you think about the game against the Eagles, even though all it was going against us, the Eagles still only scored in one quarter, and then three of those passes were like like, basically, a and two guys each time. I mean, I don't think any team can survive on throwing up a ball over two guys every play, and it worked. And one of them was out of bounds, and they didn't even challenge. So, I'm like, man, I, I mean, you never know. Football is a game of inches. You know what I'm saying? Like, anything can happen. But if you take one quarter of football, bad football off, Washington's in that game.
1: Yeah, their defense played well in
2: that game. Right, and we're getting uh, Chase Young back, maybe Dotson. Things could be – and two more linemen that we didn't have, so I mean, maybe it's it, we at least give you some competition. I am not going to go far and say that we're going to beat y'all, but I'm saying at least I don't think we're going to get ran out of the building. Probably still will, but I don't think we will.
0: Has the has yeah, the, the first... good Jimmy?
2: Yeah, after that first game,
1: um I remember in the post game press conference, I don't even remember what Nick Sirianni was asked. But after that, it had nothing to do with uh, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and he just volunteered right off the bat, like, yo, those two guys are are really freaking good. <laughs> it's right. like he was like, he was like, those those that's a very good defense, and those two guys are really good and Montez sweaty name too. But um he didn't even answer the question. He went out of his way to, to compliment how good those two players are. I think it's crazy how many snaps those two guys are playing. They're both like right around like 85% on the season, Allen right. and, and yeah. Payne. Yeah. And um, I think they're three and four in the NFL in tackles for loss. I think, what, do they have like five and a half and four and a half sacks or something like that? They're also uh, in the top
2: three or four in pressure, and that's no Chase Young. Yeah. That's my, that's what I, and they don't even blitz no one ever. They've never seen linebackers. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, we can still get pressure without Chase and without linebackers. Like, they blitz. Almost none, so I'm like, if they if they have Chase back, anything can happen. You don't yeah, know. I think the path to victory
1: for uh, Washington is if one of those guys makes a big play, and it's I think it's got to happen early in the game because they have, and you're 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 right. You know, obviously if if, uh, if they have Montez Sweat, and then if they get Chase Young back, that's a that's a huge addition. Allen, Payne and Sweat. There may not be a better front four in the NFL when all those guys are, are healthy. They have no depth. <laughs> but So, like, yeah, if uh, the Eagles are able to run tempo and they're able to uh, have success in the run game and get those guys out of the game or get them tired, I think that's when they can really capitalize on that defense. But if one right. of those guys can make a play early in the game, then uh, I think that's their best chance of winning that game.
0: And right, hey, Jimmy, but – The
2: Eagles one-dimensional.
0: The the everyone always talks about the Eagles offense. You know they are ranked, and it's it, a lot of people say it's about yardage. So the Eagles offense is ranked third in the NFL in yardage, but I'm a, I'm a big it's about points. They're second in points for in the NFL. But flip over to the defense. The defense is third in the NFL in yards allowed, yeah. fourth in the NFL in points allowed. Like you can't ask for a better combination huh. of a top offense and a top defense because a lot of times in the NFL it's kind of skewed one or the other. For up here, I mean you are top four in both. That that's really hard
1: to beat. Yeah, they've helped each other out because the, I mean, they've gotten big leads in every game. They've had before actually the Houston game this past uh, Thursday. They had a, at least a fourteen point lead in every game this year. They have yet to be trailing in the second half in any game so far this year, which is kind of crazy. What's that like? So the, the offense to score the offense actually in the second quarter. I don't know if this is still true, but like they, at the, uh, a couple of week or two ago, they had scored more points in any one quarter than any other team in, the, in, in NFL history through like a certain
2: number of games Half of them through, came against, against us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all ain't playing nobody, though. Yeah. Y'all ain't playing nobody, though. Uh. So the, Cowboy, yeah, the you, Cowboys had Cooper Rush playing, the Vikings didn't <laughs> have Cook. And it was also, yeah, the, I guess
1: the other thing that uh, that people will say, it was, uh, you know, primetime Kirk Cousins, too, uh, in that Minnesota <laughs> yeah. game. 24-7, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but to the point, they're, they're, they're helping each other out because the offense is scoring points early, which gets opposing offenses into sort of like having to, having to throw on most downs, and that's when the Eagles are really dangerous defensively because they pin their ears back and they come after the quarterback and then you got playmakers on the back end in Slay and Bradbury Thanks. and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Those guys, all, all three of them have at least three interceptions. Chauncey yeah. Gardner Johnson is leading, leading the NFL in, in five interceptions. And then of course, when they're getting those turnovers, they're putting the Eagles' offense in a position to, to you know, put points on the board on a short field. So the offense and defense are sort of feeding off of each other, uh, and that's that's why you see you know both of those teams. Both both sides of the ball rank so highly in uh in you know points scored to points allowed.
0: Yeah, let's let's get to the injury report real quick, Jimmy. I know the looking at today, yesterday's and today's Monday and Wednesday's reports for the for the Eagles. Pretty pretty healthy. The only people they have on the report, at least Sunday, was Jaden Graham, undisclosed, questionable for Week Ten, and then on Monday, Josiah Scott, cornerback, questionable for Week Ten with the ankle. I haven't seen anything else published for Tuesday or Wednesday, but is there any other major injuries that? will affect any any major player coming out for for a Monday night game?
1: Yeah, I think uh, the one that hurt him against Houston week uh, last week on Thursday night was uh was Jordan Davis, their first round pick who um, you know, 66 340 yep. and um, they plug him in the middle of the defense and monster. They 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 prioritize stopping the pass. So they like they don't they don't like putting guys in the box. That they like they, they like having lighter boxes and defending the pass, <laughs> but in able to do that, you got to have like having that guy in the middle of the defense makes a big difference because he allows you to not have to put uh, a lot of guys in the box. And with him out, they got gashed by uh, by uh, Damian uh, man, what's his name? Damian Pierce. Pierce, uh, yeah, the running back. They yep. had like 140 rushing yards against the Eagles, so that's a concern. And then the other concern with the Eagles' defense, I guess, is. Um, just overall tackling has not been great in a in a number of games. So uh, you know, getting back to the injuries, I would say the biggest injury that they have right now is is, is Jordan Davis being out and and their concerns both in terms of the run game and then um, you know if, if once once runners get ahead of steam, they, they've done a they've done a bad job tackling in a, in a number of games.
0: Okay, that's fair, uh, and. I want to now. want to talk about an article that you wrote. Actually, you dropped it today. Uh, we normally do a segment here when we do on our enemy intel, looking at the the opponent. We call it, you know, basically players to watch for. But you wrote an article today, kind of covering that same thing. Uh, you know, five matchups to watch. Uh uh-huh, Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if we could do a quick synopsis of that. So first, you talked about the Eagles pass rush versus the Commanders offensive line. What's your What's your take on that?
1: Yeah. Well, as you guys mentioned earlier, I mean. The uh, commanders' offensive line has been great, and they've they've had what seven different offensive line combinations in yeah. nine games. So, when you don't have that continuity going, that's going to make it difficult to, to block. Uh, you know, a defense that's gotten after the quarterback as well as the Eagles have. Um, yeah, obviously the Eagles sacked uh, Carson Wentz as, as I mentioned nine times in that first matchup. I don't think we're going to see that again, but um, yeah, certainly I think that that's a matchup that's that's in the Eagles' favor.
0: Okay, and then. Uh, you also mentioned Jonathan Gannon versus Taylor Heineke, and I love how the fact <laughs> that you talked about Taylor Heineke's 50-50 balls because Dev and I we 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 call them just close your eyes and throw the ball and pray that Terry McLaurin or Curtis Samuel would bail you out because that's what happens every single time. And some people think it's it's designed that way, and it's not. Those guys, a real quarterback with a real arm would hit those guys in
2: stride because yeah, they're open when you let it go. <laughs> but it turns out it go. out saying? to be a
0: jump ball every
1: time. But yeah. I'll tell you dude? what, the, the one throw that he did make was uh, against the Packers uh, where he hit McLaren down the right side of the field, I think yes, it was. Yes,
0: that was a great that throw.
1: Was a, that was a nice throw. Yeah. The other, So he's got three completions of uh, over, like where the ball traveled more than 30 yards down the field. That was one of them. And then the other two were, you know, the Curtis Samuel play this past week where the referee basically interfered with uh, uh, the
2: Vikings. Like, but, but if you watch the replay of that, he's behind them dudes. He just ain't got the <laughs> arm. Like he's yeah. behind, he's behind every one of them, and then he, like he like throws it, and they all <laughs> like just waiting on it.
0: He yeah, did like it last that, week against the the Colts that, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a broken play, and and uh, that was woefully underthrown. And yeah, Margarita but he was behind. Yeah, he was behind. Yeah, yeah. 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 And
0: then right. the next matchup, you said the Eagles' offensive line versus the Commanders' defense. Line. I know we kind of hit on it, but uh, what can we expect from the Eagles' offensive line?
2: Definitely- yeah,
1: so they have a luxury in that. Well, I guess maybe they, they thought they did, but Lane Johnson, in my opinion, is like one of the best players in the NFL. It's like a crime how undervalued I think or under underappreciated he is around the league. The one problem spot they've had this year, though, has been a left tackle in Jordan Mailata, who you know he's. I'm sure you guys know his story, where he was a rugby player yep. and um, never played an NFL game, never played a football, an organized football game in his life. First organized football game ever was in an NFL game, so like that's just flat out insane. insane. He has gotten um substantially better every year of his career, but I think he's actually taken a little bit of a step back this year. He's got a shoulder injury right now, and um, I think that's affected his play, but he's been vulnerable uh on that left side. So if Chase if Chase Young comes back and he isn't rusty. You know, isn't still feeling the effects of um, you know of his injury from a year ago, then that is a, a matchup that I think you know that, that they can take advantage of. But uh, overall the Eagles offensive line I, I think is widely regarded as you know one of, if not the best offensive lines in, in the NFL. Uh, they're strong obviously in the interior with, with Dickerson and Kelsey and, and Isaac Sayamalo and Lane, like I mentioned, Lane Johnson just shuts down whoever he's facing off against. Uh, But again, like I said, uh, uh, Jordan Mailata, I think is is the one liability potentially that can be taken advantage of more more so. Like you're not running through that guy; There's a brick wall. But um, he he is a little bit susceptible to speed rushes.
0: Okay. Oh, and for the record, you're right. It's Virginia that will basically throw you in jail for life for having radar. It's the only state. It's the only state in the country that has has laws like that. So you're right. Um, Getting on to the next matchup, Uh, Eagles empty sets versus Jack Del Rio, and that's Jack with the Q. I love the (laughs) touch. Good, good, good on you. Yeah, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I mean the empty sets just killed him. I I have video in that in uh, in that article, so it's kind of difficult to describe what um, you know essentially how they uh, you know sort of exposed the the Commanders' defense in that game. But um, basically, anything they tried to do to stop those empty sets did not go well when they went in zone. The Eagles receivers were just kind of taking advantage of the middle of the field against those linebackers. And then when they adjusted and they went to man, uh, the Eagles just started basically killing them with man beaters. And uh, that's how they scored a number of their touchdowns. One one touchdown in particular uh, from an empty set was when they were in the red zone. They put uh, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown on the same side of the field. And uh, it was basically a three-on-two situation. And uh, both the defenders sort of went. Uh, in the same direction as Devonte and left, you know AJ Brown wide open for a quick slam. It's just you know that's kind of one example of uh, of how yep. they're sort of able to expose uh, the Commanders' defense. So they got to have a better answer for those empty sets in this game. I imagine they will.
2: Uh, I believe it's going
1: to uh, be uh, uh, Curl. He didn't play that game, right?
0: No, Cam Curl was injured during that right. that span of game. So
1: yeah, so that'll help too, I imagine. Um, but yeah, they they're, they're going to have to have a better schematic plan to to be able to sort of. Um, you know, I, they, they need a better plan to, to stop those empty sets because the Eagles just did whatever they wanted to get when, when they went to those empty sets.
0: Yep, that, that, exactly. And then the last matchup, Dallas got it versus the Washington linebackers.
1: Yeah, you know, I actually looked at um, uh, after I published that article, I actually, you know, I was curious what kind of numbers they've allowed to tight ends this year. And Goddard's the only tight end that actually has a touchdown against them or so that this you know fantasy football website says mm-hmm. um but yeah and they've also only given up like 270 something yards to uh
2: tight ends this season which is, is historically
0: football. opposite cuz usually tight ends destroy them
2: and usually and 100 something came last game with Hawkinson
0: yeah <laughs> sure did um and and so two last things for you uh Jimmy so what do the commanders have to do to win this game
1: Sorry. it's tough yeah pray <laughs> they're 11 point underdogs for a reason yeah uh,
0: 11 point underdogs that's
1: right yeah i mean i guess like i said before that you gotta hope that th- those guys along the defensive line are able to make a big play and force a turnover um i do like the way some guys in their secondary have played you, you know you just mentioned cam curls good player wasn't wasn't playing in that first game i think uh, saint juice has had a good year um or at least he has not in, in, you know, games that I've watched or, you know, gets the Eagles he was playing outside against the
2: Eagles last time. He's outside this time. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they, I think it all starts with, with that, you know, really talented defensive line. And, and can they make a play early before, uh, you know, this Eagles offense tires them out uh, so that, you know, I think that's the easiest, I think that's the, you know, the, the, the most obvious path to victory uh, for, for the commanders in this game. And then offensively, I think that the way you can beat the Eagles potentially is to get the run game going. And, you know, you can only really do that. If, uh, if you get a, if you get an early lead, <laughs> because if you yeah. don't, uh, you're kind of forced to, to put it through the air and then that's when the Eagles' defense will just kill you. So uh, big play from the D line early, and then get that run game going. and hope the Eagles are off their game on their tackling. That's the way they can win that game.
0: Okay. That's fair. And then closing out here, your your you wrote an article on it. We'll we'll post this. We'll post the link down in the uh, description here. But your experience at FedEx Field this year with with the food and the the parking going a half mile away, it didn't it it didn't get a very very good review from you. Not like it's gotten a good re- review before. But you know, compared to some of the other the other uh, seven places you you went to, you mentioned specifically Houston we had some pretty good some eats and snacks and stuff. Yeah. So, so so FedEx Field didn't do too hot, huh?
1: You, actually Houston uh, this past Thursday was the it was the last city that I had not gone to or that's the, it's the last city that I, find, I I've gone, I've been to every NFL city uh, mm-hmm. in, and I can that's say, impressive. I yeah. can I can say with uh, with with 100% certainty that FedEx field is the worst stadium in the NFL ah. by <laughs> a country mile. I mean, it's not even – the press box, also horrible. The press box is so bad that I guess that – so the Eagles radio team, which is Merrill Reese and Mike Quick, mm-hmm. they just – they did not want to go to games this year. I guess they wound up going uh, to, to FedEx Field. They, they, they figured that they're better off calling the game just watching the TV from uh, some studio. They actually wound up going this year, but they did skip like a year or two ago. They, they just said, we're not going because the press box is so horrible. Like, I don't know if you guys have been in there before, but no. you're, you're basically in the corner of the end zone, but you're pretty far, you're actually kind of far down. Like there are some stadiums where you are way, way, way up in the rafters, like that. the Superdome is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders stadium is like that. Houston's like that. You're actually pretty far down, which uh, normally is okay if like you're near midfield. But when you're in the corner of the end zone, you can't see like what's going on. On the opposite side of the field, particularly like um when they get down in the red zone, obviously. And the TV monitors in the press box like also horrible. So even Ugh. if you can't see what happens during the game, like on the field, it's hard to even see like on the TVs, like what happened, like yeah, you know, when it when on like the, the delayed TV feed, and then the food. Good lord, just, just what what did it. I serve? It's just, I mean, there's. It's different Please. every time. There was one time, like a year ago, they served this chicken that looked like it had a face on it. Like, oh <laughs> shit! What that was? Like, the- oh no, no, I'm sorry. I skipped last year because of there was a COVID spike at the yep, time. Yeah, we had it real bad towards the end of the um, year. Yeah. Uh, the year, the year before, there was this disgusting chicken. They had disgusting chicken this year too. Pete Haley sent me a picture of their food. Last year, so I could sort of include it in my uh, press, food, press box food spread reviews, uh, but yeah, they uh, the, the, their food spread is also uh, consistently, you know, like basically the worst in the NFL as well. <laughs> so like they kind of it's just you know, and I think like you know, it sounds kind of dumb or whatever, but when you have a terrible stadium and the parking situation sucks and the food sucks, you know what? That's a reflection of the owner. Which it you know, it is. So it, it why can't is what it,
0: it, is. it would be such a simple thing to do. Right. Cause I was talking to a friend earlier, you know, sharing your article with, with another one, our host, uh, he was like, well, you know, I, I wasn't tracking this and, you know, do, do other stadiums do this? I'm like, yeah, they do look at the article look at the pictures. And we do so many things wrong. Now we've done a, we, we are steering the course, the new front office is doing a lot of things, right. It's much better, but, any sort of positive press is good. So something so little as having a great food selection could go such a long way with people like you and the odds of visiting press. Not to mention we moved the parking a half mile away, but uh, you, you, you could have had some other stuff. Now, looking at the menu that we serve versus some of the menus that others serve, you know, salad, fruit, scrambled eggs, sausage patties, chicken parm. Lemon pepper, potatoes that you said were gray, garlic, butter, corn, cookies and brownies yeah. and a sort of snacks. And not to mention the the Washington drip uh, off your YouTube channel, which we will post the link to your YouTube channel down in the chat for as well. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, good times. I, that's I always dig this that you do this. It's just fascinating to see the different stadiums. And, and,
2: how'd you, and how would you get it. started doing that? Maybe you said on the last time I wouldn't know. I wouldn't hear the last. How did I get started doing the press box food spread things? Right. I don't even remember. I, I, I asked I, Steve this. Is he a chef or he just like said, you know, screw it. I'm going to go check out all these stadiums because I don't know which one would be more impressive, honestly. It was like.
1: Yeah, I could I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's actually a great question. I mean, we used to like me and, uh, you know, the other Eagles beat writers or whatever, we'd critique the uh, the food you know, pretty much anywhere we go. So I think, fig- I think it was like, I just kind of figured, you know what, as long as I'm doing this, I may as well write it down. Because yeah, like it's, yeah, it's 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 yeah. It's, it's great content. It's great. It's great. People like it. I like uh, it. And, uh, and there are other guys like, uh, Ross Tucker does, uh, you know, yep. Eagles preseason games. Um, you know, he's kind of like a friend of mine and, uh, you know, we sort of go back and forth on, on, uh, you know, who started doing that stuff. He actually started doing it first, but who does it better. And, uh, and who's like the the number one rated food spread critic uh in the in in the NFL? And so like, you know, we kinda go back and forth on that. Yeah. So it has it actually has kind of turned into a little bit of a of a of an NFL coverage genre. You, a, you should
2: do a cookbook, man.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that you do a, cookbook. a
2: cookbook for a stadium food or for like <laughs> press box food. <laughs>
1: You might be onto something there, right? There I
2: it, man. It would be awesome. It'd be a it'd be a fun read because you could just laugh at what's the What is your favorite stadium to go to?
1: Dallas, uh, yeah. I mean, Dallas, Dallas. by a mile I can, has I the best. They they Spot. definitely.
2: I, I would figure there are New Orleans. New
1: Orleans is um, the stadium, or or the just the food? Are you the talking food, about the
2: food and the stadium? With, I mean, with the food, definitely. I would think. I haven't been. To, I haven't been to like the Superdome or anything. So, I've, uh, I've been in New Orleans a few times and
1: food there is new, awesome. So New Orleans food, just in the city, is is fantastic. But uh, not the stadium. But yeah, not not <laughs> the not, not the Saints aren't aren't providing that. <laughs> yeah,
0: not even. Uh, what about the new stadiums like the the SoFi, um, LA?
1: So um, I haven't Vegas. Been I, I, I've been to ga- Like I, I said, I've been to games in like every uh, for yep. every city. I haven't been to that stadium yet. When I went there, we were still going to the uh, LA Coliseum. Okay, Um, but you know the Vegas Stadium's cool. Um, Yeah, I haven't been to SoFi yet. Uh, I guess the the newer stadiums that I've been to would be again like Atlanta is is pretty nice. Yeah, Minnesota was new. That that that's pretty nice. Uh, You know what's an underrated stadium is Detroit. Okay, Ford Ford Field. Ford field for sure has yeah. uh, been there a bunch of times. I I like it there too. Okay. Awesome. Where well Jimmy, let's let's uh
0: it? let's real quick before we, we, we score prediction. We got a you got a prediction for Monday. How bad is it going to be? Let's go 31-14. 31-14. What about
1: you Dev? Commanders I think, I think, I think
2: <laughs> I, yeah, he said it, No, We we can edit that, can't we? We, can. we sure can. Hey, um uh, I don't know. I don't think they I don't think they get 11. I think I think the Eagles win, man. I'm not going to Gonna lie here, but I don't think they get 11. Man, I think they win by four. I think it's 24 or 20. I think Washington okay. stops their run, makes them uh, one dimensional, but okay. it's still not enough to beat them. Uh,
0: our, our other coach, Phil, he went 30 13, 32 13, Philly. I'm going 31 17, Philly. I just Damn, guess
2: I'm the only one.
0: You're the only I think one. It's be you, At least close. I, I, four, I got a 14 point swing on this one. Vegas you know, we the getting, we get
2: upset. If I'm gonna go all out, if I'm gonna make an ass of myself. I'm yeah. going to make a complete ass of myself. Might
0: as well do it. Might as well do it. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for your time, man. We really appreciate you. Um, this is our second time meeting. It's always a pleasure. I've admired you from afar, from a long time. Love your stick figures, your your old Chip Kelly stick figures. You should just crack me up. That's how I found you. That's how I discovered you. And um, the other great content from the Philly Voice, despite being, you know, rival teams, Philly, you know, DC here. I still love the content. I still love everything you're writing. I read all your stuff all the time. So, um Thank you for what you do, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, to sit down and talk football with us, man, and to be the best team women on Monday.
1: Very kind. Thank you very much. I appreciate that.
0: You're welcome. All right, Jimmy. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, we will uh, we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. All
0: right, Jimmy. Take care. Talk to you later. Okay, take care. All right. Jimmy good Fulton.
2: dude,
0: man. Good dude. Good dude. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens Monday, man. I don't know how I think it's I gonna. Seen
2: every stadium and eating food at every uh, teams. That's facility. respectable. That's I, pretty I... awesome. On it, not to mention he's a hell of a sports writer. But yeah. on top of that, it's just so fascinating that someone would even think about doing that, man. I, what else could you do? To you know, besides eat the stadium, eat the press box food. Like, what else could? What else kind of cool thing you could do at a state at a stadium other than to do that though?
0: I mean, you could go sample the actual concourse food, which is a little bit different because, you know, one yeah. of them is team-provided food for the press, home press and away press. The other is what is their actual concourse food for the fans look like? But That's I, bet somebody, probably,
2: I bet somebody already does that, though. I bet there's plenty of people. There, oh, people there's, oh there's plenty it. of right. people,
0: like, just who go out and do that on a regular basis. That'd be a phenomenal read, but kind of get boring, you know, and, and expensive. But you get a better taste of the city you're in, so, well, you in theory, at the stadium you go to. But what they do for the press is like they don't have to do a whole lot. Clearly, our team does the bare minimum. (laughs) So, yeah, to see Houston go out and make all these really, really cool snacks and trinkets and the like gourmet food just for the press, it's it. it, I thought that was kind of
2: cool. I really did. I I would, I would love to hear like read a memoir of his just food travels in the press box, man. It'd be hilarious because I'm sure just eating the food isn't the funniest thing there or the coolest thing. It's, it's what you do when you're eating the food and the conversations you're having. That will be the, the stuff I want to hear about.
0: Yeah, if, absolutely.
2: Because if and I went out with bad. you somewhere and the food was terrible, that would be a story in itself. I could laugh all day about it. we went to this place. It was terrible, you know. Like, <laughs> you said it
0: was going to be so good and it was terrible. Yeah, it was actually It was awful. terrible.
2: <laughs> they had pig's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Oxtails. I oh, like oxtail,
0: so. oxtails. 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 Oxtails are good. Cow feet, pig feet, cow tongue. You no,
2: know, like I Is it just? I don't
0: know. I've never had it. Don't ask me. I have it's no good.
2: Idea. Oxtails is awesome. But I mean, I, tell I wouldn't know if it's cow tail or oxtail though. I
0: wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't either. I'm Chinese. I've eaten a lot of crazy stuff in yes. my life that I don't even. I couldn't even tell you what I've eaten. You know, I, w- I did. a I was to be time in Korea. I don't know half the stuff they fed me, with, but it was delicious and amazing. I don't know what it was, but it was fantastic. I'll tell you that. As
2: long as you ain't Um, like poop a leash, you know, or
0: no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why I got all these, I got these things growing growing inside of me and and outside of me, but man, this is a good episode. We love Jimmy, man. That was, that was good. Good kicking with him. Sorry. We, uh, shout out to you, Phil. couldn't make it tonight. Um, but yeah, so no live stream this week. If you're catching this on a replay, we'll, we'll have the, the group, uh, Live thread in the Addicts Facebook group. So be sure to tune into that and catch it there, um, and catch us on the replay. Uh, hopefully, you get to watch this whole thing and listen to to Jimmy's words. It, it's, it's very we respect Jimmy a lot um, in his opinion on this team. Um, he, he's not the traditional biased, you know, person. I really think he's objective in a lot of his opinions So I've seen him talk plenty, plenty negative about uh, the Eagles when they, you know, rightfully deserve it, and and give props where props are due. So. Uh, Phil you Excuse me Deb you got any shout outs
2: Oh man um, Once again Shout out to Jimmy He's awesome uh, Fun guy Funny guy Smart guy Good read by the way Also check him out The links to his stuff Put his the links in the, the description, description After this um, But Shout out to my girlfriend Who sick. We uh, just left the doctor's office Well I still got on my work shirt By the way I, I didn't realize that Until we started recording I said like, why do I got this Stupid ass cut off shirt on I wore I look like black Joe Dirt I'm like Taekwondo Dirt or whatever the black version of jo- Jamarcus Dirt. That's my name. Jamarcus but- <laughs> Dirt? Yeah. Halloween yeah, idea. So, so
0: first it was uh, J- Super Jamario Brother. Now it's yeah. Jamarcus Dirt. going to with it. Yeah.
2: You're going to have a white <laughs> beard shag with an S curl in it.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen, I you know, I wasn't a huge Joe Dirt fan. I wish I had some, some lines to pull from it. I just don't, I got nothing.
2: I've seen it like one or two times, man. My yeah, girlfriend knows same. all
0: of it. I don't, I don't, I don't quote that movie like some of the other movies I've seen.
2: I do have a shout out since we're talking about movies. I watched the movie last night with my girlfriend called uh, "Oh Crappy One Crappy Day." I guess it's an acronym for day. for OCD. Okay. Uh, it's about a kid, a guy who's trying to get in the dating circuit. He, he never had a girlfriend because he's extremely OCD. Watches his hands like twenty times during a date and shit. So he eventually picks up enough courage to ask a girl out, and they hit it off. He ends up. You know, kind of embarrass herself and having to come clean Have of an OCD and tells her, you know, she's like, oh, I, I understand. I have someone to show you, too. So she takes him to her crib. She's an extreme hoarder.
1: <laughs>
2: you can imagine how this guy felt. He's standing in her house, man. And she's like, I cleaned up the spot on the couch for you. And it's um, it's like crazy. And it freaks him all the way out. It's, a, it's a, It looks like an indie movie. Like, I could have probably shot it on the iPhone, <laughs> honestly. But it's a good watch if you're just sitting back with your girlfriend and saying, And I'm going to watch Black Panther uh, Friday. So.
0: Nice, yeah, pr- uh, preview, right? Huh? It comes out.
2: Yeah, it comes That's out Friday, Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. It comes out Friday. I'm going to watch that.
0: So. Fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably catch it eventually. Maybe not at the theaters, but I'll definitely get it once it hits Disney Plus. Can't wait hey, to get that. You, know, you watch Disney Plus? I think Plus, this you is gotta
2: watch your boy, man. It's on. I there. think
0: I think this is the final final movie in Phase Four. I gotta go back and look. It's it's one of the final movies in, in one, whatever phase they're in before they kick off the next phase, um, and I forget which movie breaks off the the next uh, phase. The,
2: the Ant Man.
0: Ant Man. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's that's the first
2: the, one in the new yeah.
0: one. Yeah. So I think this has been a great phase.
2: By the way, Andor uh, comes out today. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't wait. When I get up here, this one to watch it. Andor is also, by the way, a lot of dialogue, not a lot of action. It's more like Rogue One. Is it? Yeah, I, Rogue One, in my opinion, outside uh, Empire Strikes Back, probably my favorite Star Wars uh, show, movie.
0: Okay. Well, I am still re-watching Game of Thrones. I'm halfway through season three, so it's getting- watch All House of
2: Dragon though? It's,
0: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it made me want to rewatch it again. I'm, I'm finding so many things I missed last time. Uh, what it's season ma- are it's, you in? I'm in season three, like episode five. They so just you almost at
2: Castle Black.
0: Uh, they're on their way back to Castle Black and uh, Ramsey Bolton just caught Theon Greyjoy and brought him back to the same place oh, he was oh getting tortured yeah. that's exactly where I'm right now, so it's it's so good I'm, I'm picking up so much stuff I missed before it, it's such a better watching, exper- uh, watching experience this time than it was last time after watching House of the Dragon it's so much better, highly yeah, recommend bro. it if you haven't done so, go watch Game of Thrones again It's it, after watching House of the Dragon first that's just what I'm saying. So, all right, we appreciate everyone tuning in, and uh, please go like and subscribe to this YouTube video. Or if you're listening to it on the audio podcast, don't forget we are on Odyssey, Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere you can get your podcast platform. So Go peep that. Listen to that on your way into work, on your way home, on your road trip. Really appreciate it. It's a very underrated audio platform. Uh, It's not just about YouTube. So, Uh cool, cool, cool. All right, we will catch you guys Sunday in a live game thread, and we will do a game review on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Stay tuned. As always, peace. So we out.